Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. It is draft week, finally. And in this episode, Connor and I are going to team up to give you our best guess at what we think is going to happen on Thursday night. It is a predictive mock draft where the two of us are going to sit down in the GM seat for every single team, talk about who's on the board, what positions they could go with, whether trading up or back is going to be an option. We're going to work through all of that to ultimately give you guys the most accurate first round mock draft that we possibly can. We're also going to dive into the teams that don't have first round picks because we realize we haven't given you guys as much love as we have needed to. So all the teams that have second round picks, third round picks that don't pick until those points in the draft, we got you. We're going to give you what we believe is the targets, the positions, things that they are going to go after, even if it is a little bit later and harder to predict. We're going to give that our best guesses as we are for every single team in the first round. Give you as much context, knowledge, sources, everything is possible. I am Trevor Sikama. With me as always is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikuma. That is Connor Rogers on Draft Week, baby. Connor, we made it. It's been a long time, my friend. You know, we just started this podcast in January, but obviously you and I and so many listeners out there have been following this 2022 NFL draft process for a long time. Basically a year in the making, probably even more because of these prospects that have been playing for a long time now. But buddy, it is finally here. The final mock drafts, the final big boards, the final everything before Thursday night. I'm excited for it. How you feeling on draft week? Dude, it's awesome. There's no better week throughout the entire year. All the excitement, all the buildup. You always get that last string of rumors the last couple of days. The oh, odds yeah. Start cha- yeah, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be fun, especially this year where I think it's safe to say the top five picks are as unpredictable as ever, starting with number one overall. So this will be a fun final uh, NFL stock exchange consensus mock because you and I are going to work together on these picks rather than ping pong back and forth. We are going to try to come to a consensus of what we think is going to happen Thursday night. This this episode is going to be less of me versus Connor here in this mock draft. Players we like, things that we're hearing going back to back on picks. And like Connor said, we're going to collaborate. We're going to try to put together the best predictive mock that we possibly can on a Monday. Like Connor said, there's probably going to be some surprises that happen over the next 48 hours, which if we have to amend those on the Thursday morning episode, then we'll do that. But I think this extra is going to be a lot of fun. And for those of you out there that are sick of mock drafts, because I've heard you, <laughs> I've seen it in the comments. I All these it. guys do is mock drafts. Last week, guys, it's the last week. And then we're going to get into a lot of fun stuff this summer, summer scouting, little uh, uh, deep dives into a lot of these guys. But we got one more mock draft for you. And it is today. Before we get to that, got to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, our friends over at Jock Market. That is Jock MKT. Their motto is stop betting and start trading. You buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money while the games are happening. It's such a cool combination of daily fantasy and regular fantasy sports. 
where you are buying not not just like how teams are going to do, whether they're going to win or lose or cover the spread or anything like that, but it's player performances. So if you think a guy's got a juicy matchup one day, you can buy shares of his stock, if you will, on this market that they have over on their app. And you could say, okay, I'm going to pay $5 for five shares of this guy. And if he's the number one fantasy player that night, guess what? It might pay out $25 a share. So you're taking home some serious cash. It's a really fun new way to bet. All the shares have guaranteed cash payouts at the end of each night. Deposit with the promo code PFF for a 100% deposit match up to $100 on whatever your first deposit is. And you get a free PFF Edge subscription over at Jock Market. That's jockmkt.com backslash PFF. Also check out their app. That's where me and Connor do a lot of our action. That is jockmkt.com backslash PFF. Also, if you haven't used the promo code draft50 over pff.com. What do you the, think? The read reminded me to just check my phone mid-read to make sure I got my shares. Yeah. I, I put, I literally had Did an you? order. I had an order in today um, for Eduardo Escobar on the Mets. So that's how deep in this I am right now. And it looks like my two shares are about to go through. So mm. we're having we're having a lot of fun on the app. I keep saying it. I cannot imagine what this is going to be like when football gets going. You, get a, little, you got a little skin in the game for the Mets game. This live, oh, it's great. Always. I like to yeah. see it. Like a little Sunday it. afternoon fun. You know how it is. If you guys don't have a PFF subscription, draft 50. Use the promo code. You will get 50% off an elite subscription. That is the top tier subscription over at PFF. It is only for draft week. Go do it. Draft 50. Get that 50% off. Let's start this mock draft, buddy. Let's do it. Jacksonville Jaguars at number one overall. Oh, man. This, this is the big question, right? And I'll, <laughs> I'll pose it to you, man. Okay. Independent of your rankings, and we're going to talk a lot about rankings and big boards on tomorrow's episode of the podcast, but it's predictive here. What do we think Trent Baalke and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do at number one overall? What do you think? I can't believe I'm here, but I'm starting to lean Trayvon Walker. And, and you know from talking to me, Trevor, I was not even there last week. I, I kept saying it's got to be Aiden Hutchinson. It's got to be Aiden Hutchinson. I am the master of taking away nothing from press conferences. <laughs> even that press conference, I looked at it and go, man, why are you underselling Aiden Hutchinson? You have no reason to, even if you're not going to take him. Yep. I just... I think they're crazy enough, or he is crazy enough to do it if he has the power to do so. Now, I went very 60-40 on this, so it can change in the next couple of days. But And the good thing is, I would mock this Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, or Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, either way, where it won't destroy your entire mock. But man, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I am leaning Trayvon Walker by a hair here right now. I am also leaning Trayvon Walker, and I'd, I'd even go like 65, 35, okay. 70, 30, man. Like, I, I think they're going to do it. I think he's, <laughs> I think they're going to pick Walker. And honestly, like, if they don't pick, if they don't pick Walker, I feel like it'd be like an offensive tackle. Like, I, yeah, I, maybe. I follow some plugged in people who cover the Jags, and it just seems like it, you know, Trent Balky loves Trayvon Walker. Um, Doug Peterson loves an offensive tackle option. I think they, again, I think they like Aiden Hutchinson, but I don't think they sure. love Aiden Hutchinson. And I think you saw that at the pre-draft press conference. So I'm going to go Trayvon Walker here. And, and that sounds like we're in agreement with him going number one overall, right? It does. And it makes number two really easy, right? Super easy. It, yes. We know the Lions have loved Hutch since November. Yes. They, they didn't have to do, they did everything they had to do throughout the process, but they were pretty comfortable with him for a long time. So if this happens... Hutchinson will be the pick at number two and the Lions draft room will be jumping for joy. Yep, I, I agree. I think that it's a lock that Hutchinson is going number two. It, it would be the who else are we even considering here? I, I guess you could theoretically consider Kayvon Thibodeau, but 
I've heard the Lions wouldn't consider him over Aiden Hutchinson. No, oh, I don't other, even think it's close for them. The only other wild card is is maybe Sauce Garner. But mm. again, if Aiden's on the board, are they really about to pick Sauce Garner over Aiden Hutchinson? I, I don't think that's going to be the case. So let's go Aiden at number two, which puts us at an interesting spot at number three. What do you think happens at number three overall? Okay, so this is one of the harder ones, right? And we've been eye-to-eye totally. eye on Icky here for a long time, and I, I will comfortably say I, if I had to pick, I think it's Icky. I think this is one of the most unpredictable picks of the entire draft. I wouldn't be shocked to see them go Evan Neal instead of Icky. I wouldn't be shocked to see them surprise everyone and, and take, like, Derek Stingley or something. Like, I, there's nothing they can do where I'd be like, Oh my God, I can't believe they just did that. You you see it in the mock draft simulator on PFF, needs every position. Um, there's a lot of players at premium positions that they value a lot. Obviously, Casario coming from New England would value these press man corners with ball skills. He'd value the offensive line. He'd value the pass rush. Uh, he'd value a chess piece like Kyle Hamilton. But to not overthink it too much, Trevor, I think when all is said and done, you take the best player there is on this board. And that is icky in my eyes for them in this spot. So I think it's down to two players personally. Now, I guess that there could be obviously a lot more that's in the mix, but this is just what I'm hearing. I would guess that it's either Icky Iquanu or Sauce Garner, man. I I'm hearing a lot of love for Sauce Garner to oh, yeah. potentially go number three overall to Houston. And so my vote would be Sauce. Is your vote Icky? Man, right now I, I am more comfortable with Icky, but it should be. That's the thing. Like, it, yeah, I think it should be Icky Aquanu. But as I just look at like I've heard that it's it's not. I feel like I've heard that, that they're like in Soft Garner a lot. That it wouldn't shock me, but it just I look at them trying to evaluate Davis Mills this year. No matter whatever you think of that, like that's if you think true. that's insane, if you think yeah. that's great, whatever you think of that, whatever the hell they have on paper right now in offense does nothing in your ability to do that they cannot run the ball they can't play at the line of scrimmage they can't and do Lovey anything smith wants to run the ball man like when yes. he got hired he talked about he like he said the words i'm an old school coach you know you got to score points to win the game but you get that starts with running the ball and having an identity there and icky i think is the best person to be able to do oh, that by sure. far lovey is you know something i thought was interesting was casario at his press conference his pre-draft press conference he said well i'd be he i think he said a fool to not consult my coaches when it came to this pick so with Lovey Smith being his 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 head coach, a defensive selection could certainly be in the cards, and picking a shutdown corner could make a lot of sense. But let's go Icky. Let's go Icky Aquanu. Okay. I I I think it really is. It's a toss up. It's close. It's really close. Learn a lot over the next forty eight hours with, with where the Texans might be leaning. But we'll stick Icky Aquanu here because they do they do have a conviction towards running the ball a lot better uh, next season, and Icky certainly allows you to do that. So look. Your front and center now, Jets at number four. What do you think happens here? I think it's pretty easy. I think it's Kayvon Thibodeau. I've heard that they are really comfortable with the person. He got to go visit um, them at their facility in Florham Park. I think that they see a ceiling on a player for a team that just doesn't have a lot of big-time ceiling players. They have a lot of low-floor player, uh, you know, high-floor, low-ceiling kind of players they brought in. So when you look at it with Thibodeau, you're looking for a game-changer. I think they'd be pretty happy with the scenario falling in the way it was because Icky's off the board. That would be the only other guy that makes this a debate in this mm. situation. So I'm pretty comfortable that Kayvon Thibodeau would be the pick here. Okay. All right. I'm 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 good with that as well because I think that 
Thibodeau is certainly a top five player in this class. I think he deserves to go in the top five. And you said it right there. If the Jets are cool with his character, it's as stupid as, as it says. We have to say it every time. I, yeah, it's just dumb. But like, as long as that all checks out, you're going to love the player. And him on one side, Carl Austin on the other, that's uh, that's a fun edge rush duo for there for the Jets, yeah. especially if Icky is on the board. If Icky is on the board, I'm going to put the pressure on you. Do you still think they'd take Kayvon? <sighs> I have be- a weird feeling they would they would take Icky and try to get Jermaine at 10. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I have a weird feeling about that. Okay. But it, right. that might be like, that's a debate that could be going on this week. It, I think yeah. Joe Douglas would want, Joe Douglas, let's not do the I think thing. Joe Douglas would want Icky, the defensive coaching staff, which includes the head coach, Robert Sala, would right. want Thibodeau. Okay. All right. Fascinating. It'd be a fly on the wall, man. All right. Yeah, no. The, the many situations in this draft, I would love to be a fly. This, you know how these you know how teams every year they'll release that like behind the scenes yes. draft video? Those will be must watch this year more than any other year. Any other year. Because you're gonna get those little nuggets where they're gonna be sitting there in the war room saying, like, okay, uh, we're on the clock here. It's between these three guys. Which one do you want? And you're gonna, and people are gonna be like, wait, it's between those three guys, and yeah. like uh, those are the. the I, I'm always so fascinated, not just with with the the picks that happen. I'm always fascinated by the picks that don't happen, that yep. almost happen. That w- okay, what if this team actually went this way instead, and this guy was on their board, and they almost did it? I think this year's gonna be a. Fan I fan. always think of one scene in those, and it was the Bills behind-the-scenes footage years ago when the Panthers traded ahead of them in the second round, and everybody in the Bills' war room was so defeated because they thought the Bills were getting jumped for someone they really liked, and the Bills took Greg Little. I mean, the Panthers took Greg Little, and the Bills' war room exploded in celebration. (laughs) (laughs) And I was laughing so hard, and then sure enough, we saw Greg Little's career went in Carolina. That's what I always think of with those. (laughs) I don't know why. Those moments, man. Those moments are so crazy to think yeah. about like what almost happened with these teams yeah. and you know what was on the board for them. So I hope we get a lot of really good footage there from those teams. Uh, number 5 overall, we've got the New York Giants here. Feels easy. Ah, uh, I say that. I know there's a lot of Charles Cross steam right now. I still oh, think it's do you Evan think Neal. It's, you think it's Evan Neal? I do. I I just think the comfort of him at right tackle across from Andrew Thomas is kind of the man, this makes too much sense to not do it. In my it, eyes, I think it makes it makes a lot of sense because Neil's background and versatility, like he's yeah. already played right tackle, he's already showed that. So, you know, I think that if you are somebody who watches a lot of SEC football and you're telling yourself that one team in the NFL is going to have Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, like and oh. you've been watching for the last two three years, you're basically like, okay, those are two of the best awesome. offensive tackles from the best conference in america that's yes. pretty great so i do think there is a lot of steam for charles cross but i also could see the charles cross love coming from a place of believing that evan neal might have already been off the board you know? i think that's exactly it trevor so, i think that's exa- it's almost like you're preparing you're trying to sell yourself on the next thing because you're preparing for the worst so let's go evan neal let's go evan neal right. number five that puts the carolina panthers up at number six it is a what we think will happen mock draft. oh man this is brutal, right? I, I am sure. <laughs> I, like, 
I, obviously, they would love to get out of this pick so they can eventually sell a quarterback selection elsewhere rather than six. I don't know who the hell is coming into this pick and what. The only thing I can think of is somebody really likes Charles Cross that much or somebody really feels the need to get past Atlanta for a Garrett Wilson kind of player or Jamison Williams. But that would really shock me because he's hurt. Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee that Atlanta's even picking a wide receiver, you know? No, I'm telling you, that's why I'm saying, like, who the hell's coming into this pick and why? The Saints? <laughs> I mean the Saints, but that's that's an interdivision trade and that would be Yeah, oh yeah, ruled out. Yeah. That, that no. would be that would be silly for like is Howie just gonna go full crazy and the the Eagles come up? I mean it almost helps both teams, right? But Yeah. Cause not, Pickett I, should be there at fifteen. And Howie's not gonna have to trade fifteen and eighteen to go up to six in a bad think, top ten. I don't think Philadelphia wants to trade up though. I don't think so either. I'm just trying to find a, a right. No, I'm with you. We're we're working through it right now. We're we're in the like, trenches. We're in the thick of it right now. Like I know everybody keeps saying there's no way Carolina takes Kenny Pickett at six, but I'm like, okay. So you're telling me they're gonna risk just going into next year with Sam Darnold? And they can't. I don't. They 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 quite they, literally cannot. Careers like you're just killing your own career. I I don't understand. Carolina's in a horrible spot. I don't. There's no other way to say it. No, 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 no. They're they're in a they're in an absolutely terrible spot. I, dude, I think we should just pick Kenny Pickett. I, I'm I'm fine with that because I I think that's what it comes down to in a way that they have to just deal with the outside noise and hope Kenny comes in and, and riles people up and kicks ass. Like, I, mean, I know people don't like this, and I get it. He's not even a top thirty player for me. I understand, but no. When you just look at the process so far. Even if they take Malik, Malik isn't going to play this year probably, and then that, they're fired. That was that was my that's my biggest worry with Carolina with the trade back thing, and that I, I wrote an article saying this is a trade that I would absolutely hate, and it's a trade back for Carolina because what if Carolina even goes back to nine? Okay, who's to say the Steelers aren't moving up to to eight with Atlanta, right, or something no like that? And and it, I, it just it's 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 so difficult to find a method in which Carolina comes out of this draft and you're happy about where they are. It's so difficult. It's hard. It's hard. And what is the, is the plan really like take Charles Cross, which I'd love good pick and then try to get Baker Mayfield into a Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold competition. That's $40 million. There's I've never heard of something like that in my life. I think we just I don't, I don't know. Kenny Pickett. Give Robbie Anderson on Instagram saying hell no. Right. <laughs> like I know people laugh at it, but like, are you kidding? Did he say hell no twice? Didn't he say like he, he, he was commented like, no, multiple times? He, <laughs> like you, you only respond to something twice if you're really passionate about it. Yeah, that's the tough. rule. You never respond more than once. That'd be tough. All right, I guess we're picking Kenny Pickett at six. I hope Carolina proves us wrong and like manipulates this draft and everyone's like, wow, they did it. But it's just, it's the so hard. The percentage of Carolina coming out of this draft with me having more faith in their franchise is so low. It's not zero because you never know what's going to happen in the draft, but it is so low. For Here, Here's franchise. one on the spot for you. Yeah. After six, uh-huh. is their next pick over under 78? Who, Carolina's? Yeah. Well, they don't have I know to pick the until like 114, don't they? 137. 
Yeah. Which is I mean, again, which is terrible, and that would that would make you think, hey, we've got to trade back to get at least something back in yeah. day two, which is cool and great. Where are you trading back? How much are you risking here? I just who who is moving up? That's the thing. Who's moving up? I shoot. maybe somebody like falls in love with Derek Stingley if Sauce is gone or my only my only real plan here for Carolina is if the Seahawks want to move from nine to six okay and give you f- number 41 because they they have number 40 and 41 yeah. so you get yep. 41 if you're Carolina and you're cool with that and Seattle is moving to jump the Giants to get Sauce Garner because yep. I think Sauce is going yep. seven at this point I, he, I would agree if Sauce doesn't go three to Houston I think he's going either five or seven to the New York Giants man so that's just, the only way i think this makes that it would make sense for a trade back because like th- i keep going back to this i keep trying to find answers and without not picking to 137 you can't even do the whole hey we'll take sam howell in round two and no no like there's screwed. none of that they're screwed well all can right can he pick it at six can he pick it at six? And Stock I think exchange I, stamp. And I think, God, don't do that to us. Don't do not don't do not put the stamp. Don't don't take the stamp off. Take, do it again. <laughs> Use the time stone. Take the stamp off. We're not oh, we're not weird. notarizing that. Uh, <laughs> number seven, number seven, number seven. The New York Giants. I, I think it's Sauce Garner. Yeah, me too. It makes think, so much sense. I think Joe Shane absolutely, without a doubt, wants to move back from seven. I think he wants yeah. to do what the Philadelphia Eagles did and take his extra first round capital this year especially with them picking so close together you don't need to pick this close together you really don't no take take seven trade with somebody who's going to give you a first next year and then just pick at some point a little bit later in the first round i would say connor that this is a great spot for the new orleans saints to come up and get charles cross i agree but the saints just traded two first round picks for this year, I think the Giants would have rather them have not do that. I think the Giants would have yeah. rather said, okay, we'll move back from 7 to 18 where they originally were, and you give us your first next year, and you give us – so you're going to have to throw something else into it. But Don't forget, and this is insane, but this is very real, the Giants have such little cap space that they would have to make like a significant move to be able to take on a third first rounder this year. That's how little cap space they have. That if they went out of seven and got 16 and 19, they'd have to do something on their roster to fit that first rounder's cap in. You know what I think would be extremely sneaky is the Los Angeles Chargers moving from 17 up to seven to go pick whoever the hell they want between Derek Stingley, Ahmad Gardner, Charles Cross, or any wide receiver they want. That'd be nuts. you're, you're You're already all in. You went, you traded for Khalil Mack, you signed JC Jackson, you brought back Mike Williams, you need to fill one spot on your offensive line, and it's a pivotal one at right tackle. You can maybe turn your uh, wide receiver room into just an unbelievably elite room, or you can max out your secondary with another fantastic secondary pick. Yeah, and that trade would be highlighted by 2023 capital because they don't pick till 79 after right. 17. Right. Which the Giants, the Giants like. The Giants like that. So it makes a lot of sense. Do we want to do that? Oh man, are we gonna do trades? Uh, should we do trades? 
It's realistic. It's it's what we think is going to happen. I or think do we. Want, have, or do you want to sit? Do you want I to, say you we go. Do? I say we put them in there hypothetically, but we'll okay. sit. All on right. The so board. we'll talk. I do. I really like that idea we'll a lot. All right. So the Giants take sauce, right? Yep, yep. 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 I mean, that's a great fit. He's such a good person to have when you're trying to relaunch a, a franchise. You walk out of the draft with Evan Neal and Sauce Gardner, and you're still picking again in the top 40. This is the kind of drafts the Giants have missed for a really long time. Atlanta Falcons date. Yeah, so fascinating team because, right, they're just really in this full rebuild kind of phase in my eyes. And you can argue Kyle Hamilton here. You can argue multiple wide receivers here. You can definitely argue Jamison Williams here because they are the one team that can kind of do the draft and stash and not be hurt by it in terms of, you know, the seat getting hot. Mm -hmm. I I still think Garrett Wilson is going to go before Jamison Williams. I know Jamison has had this massive amount of steam mm -hmm. lately. Is there somebody you like that's a that's not a receiver here, Trevor, for them? The way our board broke. Uh, Malik Willis. Oh, man. I, think I have, haven't I haven't heard a peep about that, but I if, haven't I haven't really either, but I've heard quarterback a little bit as of late. And here's the thing, man. Like I've talked about it on this podcast. They had the chance to pick both Justin Fields or Mac Jones last year. Now they got a really damn good player in Kyle Pitts. So I mean I know that they're happy with that. They also had Matt Ryan in a much different franchise scenario last year that they could lean on and say, we don't need one of these quarterbacks. We have Matt Ryan. Now they don't have Matt Ryan. Now they don't have anybody. They have Marcus Mariota, but he's not going to be the franchise guy. Them picking, them picking Malik Willis allows them to actually accept their fate, which is that they are in a massive rebuild at this yep. point and allows them to play Marcus Mariota next year. Allows you to play Malik Willis the year after that. I mean, I like the idea a lot. I don't think it's insane. I've, I've for some reason have never played this one out in my head to be honest with you because they just keep kicking this quarterback can i think there's only so much there's only so long that you could do it right and i feel like matt ryan leaving was this massive like oh boy like now now we might actually be in trouble here well and they missed the sean watson and that was so bold that it was like it felt like kind of now what do we do right right which is scary I I would say Malik Willis, man. Okay. Let's I do it. I would say Malik Willis. I Let's think that there's it. there is a real real chance that this happens. And it makes it does make sense for Atlanta, which I don't think is really going anywhere with it. They could go with so many different positions, but I think they feel like the quarterback pressure is on here with them. So. Yeah. And they're probably a team that they're in such a bad sh spot. If somebody wanted to come up for their wide receiver of choice with the Jets and Commanders lurking. They can get out of this pick, probably. But yeah. in this sake, we're not going to do the trade, so we'll go with Malik Willis. Seahawks at nine. We got Charles Cross here. We got Derek Stingley here. We got Kyle Hamilton here. Jameson Williams. George Karloftis. I mean, like, everybody's still here. What do you think, Stingley? I, I kind of think Stingley. Right, um, I, yeah, I think they're a team that needs a corner. I don't think they value Cross. I know they need a tackle, and everybody's, like, Cross on the board. I don't think they value Cross at nine okay all right so yeah all right I, I know it, people are gonna be like what the hell they haven't brought back Dwayne brown how do you not take charles cross i i don't see them taking cross at nine we'll see i think i go with stingley here okay uh jets at 10 so you had them taking Kayvon thibodeau at four 
Who yep. are you taking to 10? Wow, this is pretty tricky, right? I, I've done the Drake London thing so many freaking times. But do you think it happens? Because if you think it happens, we'll do it again. I do because that's you. I usually don't have Garrett Wilson here. I don't think it's Jamison Williams, just to rule that out. I know that's been really hot lately for the Jets okay. at 10. Okay. All right. I think it's between Drake London and Garrett Wilson. Why don't you think it's Jamison? Because if they start out 1-6 and six and he's not even on the field, they, they're going to get fired and they never even got to, they barely got to see their first-round pick play. I'm not um, saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's politics of the NFL. Um, you know, it's, you know, think about what Jamison Williams does best, right? Jamison Williams is a vertical threat, right? The number one thing that you, you need to build timing and chemistry with vertical threats. You mm. do that throughout an entire summer and usually preaching. the first month of a season. Preaching. He's preaching. Jamison Williams comes back. What? Halloween at best. Is he just firing on all cylinders with Zach Wilson? Scary hours. As a spammerist calls me. Not now. It's the most important week of the year. Are you kidding? <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, so look, you have been pounding the table saying that it's 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 Drake London and yeah, and I'll, I'll I will stay with that, okay. but I just I, wanted to open the door that we usually don't have this scenario that Garrett Wilson's there. I don't know if Garrett Wilson's going that high, man. Like I'm I think fascinated. I think I think Garrett Wilson's going to be on the board at ten. Okay, I think he is. I still will stick with Drake London because okay. of the fit with Zach Wilson, and they don't have a player like Drake London. All right. So we've got the Washington Commanders now up at 11. Uh, wide receivers still certainly in play for all of them. Jameson Williams is there. Um, you Kyle mentioned Garrett Wilson is there. Kyle Hamilton's there. I, I'm kind of leaning Hamilton, honestly. Me too. I think that's the guy that they would want. I think so too. I, when you think of Ron Rivera, that's the player you would think, oh, he's going to fall in love with him. Yeah. So right. I'm, yeah, I think Kyle Hamilton, that's fine. And then Washington will look later in the draft to still get a wide receiver across from uh, Terry McLaurin because they pick at 47. Okay. All right. So that's their next pick there. Minnesota Vikings at 12. Good Lord. One of the tougher ones, right? Probably Jermaine Johnson, but I wouldn't rule out Trent McDuffie. <sighs> Tricky, right? Is there yeah. somebody you like in this spot that we, we haven't really thought of in this scenario? No, and I mean, I, I like Jermaine Johnson here, but they've got Zedarius and they still have Daniel Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. And they have no corners outside of Pat Pete. I think Trent. And, and Zimmer's gone. Like, Zimmer would never take Trent like they already sp- They already spent the money in pass rush. Yep. And they didn't trade Daniel Hunter. I... I think corners the way they want to go. I'm always I'm always torn. Do I think that Kwesi is going to draft a non uber athlete smaller corner? Yeah, like with one percentile arm length. Yeah, but pretty pretty rare. But I do think he's going to be this weird exception. No, don't get me wrong. Like I I love Trent McDuffie. Like I think he's going to be a great football player. But we look at it as the NFL love Trent McDuffie. That's what we always say on the show. Right. And Quessy obviously talked about how much he was has grown his background in like the true like scouting side of things and you know everybody loves to harp on his analytics background but how much that he's like look yes we use analytics and we're going to be analytics driven but there's also yep. going to be a lot of scouting side a lot of quote-unquote football guys, you know, way to look at these things. 
Let's go with McDuffie. I think yeah, let's go with McDuffie. I, think they, they, I, I do think the league is higher on him players. than the media. Okay. All right. Uh, Houston Texans at 13. I think this is also a big-time trade-back spot. We're yep. not doing trades here, but I think this is a big-time trade-back spot. Uh, if I learned anything from Nick Casario's press conference, pre-draft press conference, it's that it's, I don't think he likes this draft, man. I, I don't think he Does likes he it. Does he like anything, though? I mean, it, right. He, he, he comes from this philosophy that's so, that's so funny. He's like, yeah, the draft's a crapshoot. Yeah, like like nobody like yeah yo nobody really knows what they're doing. Can I just say that's that's total BS? Like from, yes, from him there or is just from everybody. Everybody that it drives me. I think it's become my biggest pet peeve. It's yes, it's there's volatility to the draft. It's not a crapshoot. If you had somebody draft that has never followed football in their life, their hit rate would be significantly lower than somebody that is good at this. Like that's what crapshoot to me. It just it. You're talking down to your own profession, Nick Casario. He talked about how having more darts to throw at the dart board is good. Point. Just always better. He talked about that. Darts isn't a crapshoot. I play darts all the time. There's good people and there's really crappy people. Mm. (laughs) We're just calling them out straight on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Thirteen. They went with Dicky Aquano with three. Two players in this spot that I think are in play. Let's hear it. Carl Loftus yep. and Garrett Wilson. And the Garrett Wilson thing I heard pretty recently. Um, you think they really like Garrett Wilson? I, when we talked to John McClain, I was like, no shot this team takes a wide receiver in the first round, especially where Nick Casario comes from. Yeah. I don't think they would do it at three. Now that they're picking at 13, the way this draft that he clearly hates is falling apart, hmm. I think they would consider that because it's just there's no lock that he's here because he's such a nice high floor skill talent but Carl Loftus I think would be in play and then after that I I don't really feel very confident about the rest of the group on the board I'm pretty confident with with Carl Loftus here at 13. they need a lot of help on defense yeah I'm pretty confident with all right let's go Carl Loftus okay uh Ravens at 14. pretty easy right which Georgia, player, which Georgia player do you want? Oh, you want Jermaine? I think that's what they would look for, as much as I put Jordan Davis here every single time. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, we obviously had on uh, Jeff Zarebic, who yep. went with Jermaine and made some really nice points. No, he he said that if Jermaine makes it to him, that they they probably good chance they'd absolutely love him. I don't know if in that scenario that Jordan Davis would trump it, though, because we had Jordan Davis go off the board at eight. Mm, That's true. You know? That is true. Jordan Davis just looks like he was meant to be a Baltimore Raven. Yeah, which is kind of why I want to pick him for Baltimore. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's go Jordan Davis here at Baltimore. Uh, Again, we've talked about this multiple times. I find it so hard to believe that the NFL is going to pick 13 people over Jordan Davis. But every time we go through this logical exercise i struggled to find like where exactly that i'm placing him above this but i think at 14 i think it obviously makes a lot of sense for them yeah there's our football argument for jordan davis at 14 not me saying he looks like he should wear purple and black (laughs) (laughs) the the ravens more than any other team it's like you if you mock draft any defender to them any oh it's beautiful you, you go to your you say to yourself 
Oh man, yeah, that guy looks like a raven. Yeah, yeah he's that, a raven. That yeah. guy, that guy would look good in purple and black. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't it's know so why. True. I don't it's know so why true. it is just such a thing for the Baltimore Ravens. You just any, any first round defender at all that makes sense whatsoever. You just go, damn, yeah, it's brutal. That's a Baltimore Raven. Fifteen. I think we both see eye to eye on this one, right? Are you are you thinking Jamison Williams? It has to be Jamison Williams. Yeah, it has to be. It I has mean. To be I actually think Howie will explore coming up for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to do it, Mm -hmm. but I don't see. I don't know how much they would want to give up because, okay, that's what I mean. Eagles future picks. I'm I'm looking at what they have. They're they're sitting real nice. No, I know they're sitting. I know they're sitting pretty, but they have two first round picks this year. Obviously they've got two thirds, a second, a fourth, three fifths. So next year they have two ones. I guess if they're moving up, they're probably going to be like, okay, we're either going to give you two of our third round picks, depending on how far they're going up. They're probably looking to move their third round picks and their fifth round picks. They're probably not looking to move much of, of next year. It's not like they're, they're going to move one of their ones next year. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Howie likes having multiple pick control on day one of the NFL draft, and he's not going to lose that if he doesn't have to. So. That's I mean, I think they have eleven picks this year. You're not they're not coming in with eleven rookies. No, class. you've got to you've got to trade some of those. But he'll trade he'll trade some of them to next year. Mm-hmm. You know? So he'll Where just they also are gonna have a fire ton of picks again. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I look at them. I mean they got Jamison okay. anyway in this scenario, so okay. we're just trying to get the players right. All right, so sixteen got, Saints, I mean Charles the way Cross, this fell, easy. Charles Cross, easy. No they, uh, I, they would, yeah. they would trade up for an offensive tackle. I think. Yes, yes. And they, really they, they, I don't know if they would take this risk, but it worked out for them anyway. The Chargers become very interesting here because McDuffie, Stingley, Sauce are gone. Mm-hmm. Cross just went. Mm-hmm. I think it's Alave or Garrett Wilson. It's one of those two. I think. Where's I there? don't think Garrett Wilson will be here. So I would think Alave, but that's not how we're doing this mock draft. Right. I don't know, man. I don't. You never think, know. We, I said I that about C.D. Lamb, and he fell I, to 17. Right. Like, I don't think Garrett Wilson's going super high. Like, not that I think he's a bad football player. I yeah. don't at all whatsoever. But I just don't think he's going that high. I'll say this, Trevor, and I haven't said this on the show. Teams are really blown away by him when they sit down and talk to him compared to a lot of the other receivers in this class. Wilson? Yeah. Like, and I know it's something that we don't really get to experience a lot, but obviously there's so many schemes where you have to be so smart as a wide receiver because there's so much going on in the offense. Mm-hmm. And and he's the guy I always get the feedback. Oh, he's the, he's the guy. Like, we can ask anything of him. He's ready. Mm-hmm. He absorbs it right now. He's so polished coming out of there, and he's ready to take on more. Where I don't, I don't get that with the other guys, which is interesting. Okay. All right. We'll go Garrett Wilson here then. Let's go Garrett Wilson. Because I'm saying to myself, ooh, I like Olave as the potential deep threat for this offense. But I mean, Garrett Wilson can do it too. He's got the speed. Yeah. He, he allows you to do it. Now, I think that Olave is more natural at it. Yep. I think he's done it longer. I think he's clearly been that consistent deep threat, whether he was a uh, sophomore, a junior, or a senior at Ohio State. So he has a lot of reps doing that. But I think Garrett Wilson showed that he's got the speed to be able to do it too. And Brandon Staley will certainly love an extremely smart and instinctual football player. So we'll go Garrett Wilson at 17 for the chargers. But I think attacking that other wide receiver position, just giving Justin Herbert, another incredible wide receiver to throw to uh, that can't hurt, which puts the Eagles back up on the clock at 18. 
They went Jameson Williams at 15. Devontae Wyatt? I don't think Wyatt's going in the top 20. Um, but I don't know what the hell else they'll do because the corners are... You know what? I do have a sneaky one here. I think, okay. Dax, Hill, I think Dax Hill is in play here. Do, really you, do. do you think that? Yes. Or would you like that? No, no, I think that. Because um, we will talk about this on tomorrow's episode when we go through our big boards. Oh, I would love it. But I, I also, love Dax Hill. Yeah, I think I think he's in play here with the three corners and Hamilton gone. Okay. Because logic tells you that like Devin Lloyd seems like a no-brainer here, but they'll just they never they do will it. not they, they will, they will not, not do it. No. Devontae Wyatt, I just get a sense that he's been mocked a little higher than where he's going. Okay. The age, the breakout, we'll see. Yeah, the age is an interesting part of it for sure. For sure. It's tough to get a read on how high Andrew Booth and Kyer Elam can go. Uh, I'm trying to remember far back Eagles draft pick history. Like, do they prioritize corners? I think they usually take them in the second round. DB fourth round. uh, DB fourth round. They did trade a lot for Slay. DB fourth round. Uh, they had Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas go second round, third round in 2017. But other than that, they haven't picked one before the fourth round. That's kind of crazy. It is. But, and they traded a third and fifth for Slay. That's not too bad. They had to pay oh. him. That's why it was cheap. It's interesting. I don't know if they're going to pick a defensive back then. Who the hell are they going to, I mean, who the hell are they going to take though on the defensive line in this spot? I guess Wyatt, but I just, I, once again, I, I don't think he's going as high as he's been mocked. Hmm. He can still go in the first round. Top 20 is, it's pretty rich, but we'll see. I <laughs> would like, I would like the Dax Hill fit. I just don't know if that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Oh, he could do anything for them. Who? I mean, he, yeah, he'd be fantastic for them, man. He, he's your, he's your Swiss Army knife of coverage. Okay, we we had the discussion here. I talked you into it. No, I mean, like we had we had the discussion. So it, you know, we're 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 throwing it all out for people to kind of analyze that. I think that we would love to give them a corner here. Oh, I'd love McDuffie here. I mean, Just, your offensive line is fine. I don't think they're taking they're taking an offensive lineman that high. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Paid him a yeah, lot just, of money. Yeah, they just signed him to a lot of money. God, they got Kaiser White and TJ Edwards at linebacker. Can you please, Dude, for the love of God, take Devin Lloyd? Pick a linebacker. Take the Kobe Dean. Howie. I don't care. I don't Howie. care. Just take one. Jeez, man. Grow up, Howie. Grow up. Uh, all right. Uh, we should. Dax Hill, fine. I don't. Just, just, I hate it here. Uh, Saints at the Saints at nineteen. I think this is an Olave spot, right? I think so. I think this is such an easy pick. Okay. Yeah. That, after that disaster previously, it's good to have something that makes a lot of yeah, sense. We went pretty easy there. Okay. So offensive tackle on the board for the Pittsburgh Steelers at twenty. It's probably Penning, right? This is probably Penning. Yeah. I would think that this Penning's uh, floor. Hell of a floor to have for a yeah, FCS probably. tackle that was not very good, but oh, man, yeah, good for good for him, man. Good yeah, if you can get it. Listen, no, hey, we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow when we do the when we do the big board and we go over the yeah. rankings. But Patriots at twenty one, Devin Lloyd. Um, I agree with what Evan Lazar said on the guest mock. Okay, 
now if we want anybody else who's like glaringly still there no if they are that jacked up about corner Kyrie Elam is in play that's it gets thin quick I agree with them and also that they just I don't think they're gonna take Zion Johnson this early what is their corner doesn't there isn't their corner group but oh dude they lost JC Jackson it's awful Malcolm Butler Jalen Mills John Jones who they like Jonathan Jones Um, it's it's pretty bad you know it's not good hey they have Sean Wade though uh they also obviously they they've got Jabril Peppers uh we've been extra uh you know well, because Bill just makes because because Bill's make Bill makes it work. Belichick just makes he it does. work. I have he to does. sit here and look at this depth chart and be like, "How is this team going to win football games?" And yeah. then Bill Belichick just does. I mean, he's, yep. just, he's the go for a reason. He knows he's forgotten more about football than I could ever possibly know. So, linebacker, I think, is something that they need. When did they trade for Mac Wilson, or did Mac get cut? I think they traded for him. They always have a weird. They always have weird players on their roster that you he was traded exists. in exchange for Chase Winovich. Okay. That's a recent trade. Yes, that way. Yeah, that happened on March 16th. That's why. That's why I totally forgot that. I love player for player trades that are like just, not just, headliners. Just straight up, <laughs> you just like, re- you forgot that really, it happened. We really don't want this guy anymore. Is there someone else he'll give us? <laughs> it's, it's the best part about the NFL. All right, we'll go. We'll go Devin Lloyd here. I think that, okay, that makes cool. the most sense, especially for them trading a player to acquire a linebacker. Like, unless they really like Mac Wilson, like unless they traded yeah. for him and were like, "Wow, we got to steal from this guy." To me, that says that they're in search for this kind of a linebacker that they hope is going to be the middle of their defense. So let's yeah, go, let's they go care down. so much about the linebacker position too. Right, right. Green Bay. We, we've said this before. Normally, they go a lot heavier with their linebackers, yeah. but. Devin Lloyd's not nearly as physical as they normally like to have their linebackers be, but it's kind of a different age at this point. Yeah, he's still 6'3", 240, which the way the league's going, all these guys are playing like 230. He doesn't play as aggressive as some of these other linebackers do. A lot of guys in this class, though. It's just a lot of sideline-to-sideline kind of guys. Our Green Bay is at 22. You're you're just out here looking to eat. (laughs) You're just looking to eat. Okay, so Green Bay at 22. So to me, this is where Devontae Wyatt starts to become into play. Obviously, they need a wide receiver. Every time we do this, it never breaks right for them unless they like Traylon Burks. Pete Bukowski on the guest mock had Traylon Burks going there. Justice Mosqueda at 28 uh, did not like that fit at all. So Packers, uh, Cheesehead Nation is torn on wide receiver right now. What if they want... What if they went Jermaine Johnson? Jermaine's oh my here. God, he's still there. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That would be it if right? he fell. If he fell. Once upon a time, this was uh, where Jermaine Johnson's draft place started. Right. We have lost that. But I don't feel bad about this because I I don't really think New England or I don't think the Steelers or Saints necessarily take him. Saints might. My, I do think he goes earlier than this in the draft, obviously. This just played out differently than what we're accustomed to. I would go Jermaine here. You think? Yes. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the depth chart now because I know they got Rashawn. Oh, Gary. they're looking for pass rush help Smith. even after what they got. But they, yeah, they, they, they definitely need some extra pass rush help as well. And I think Jermaine's strong enough to where you can get versatile with him. Absolutely. Play him a little bit inside. He yeah, he's got some of the best own, hands so. in the draft. Okay, so. let's go Jermaine Johnson here. I think that this would be a, this would be a good pick for him. Is this our old, uh, <laughs> 
Zion Johnson and move on. Oh, yay. Cardinals fans definitely don't like this show anymore. Alex um, Clancy said, you got to eat your vegetables, baby. Yeah, Alex did. That actually made me feel better that we always do this. I mean... I think that's the way you have to go. If they go like off the rails with this pick and Zion's on the board, I I can't help Arizona. Who else are you going to take? Uh, you never what know. Do they, what do they want? I mean, we said Steve this last Kimes year. draft history times. is unbelievable, by the way. I'm yeah. not gonna go. I'm not gonna go on a rant. I just want you guys to Google it. Yeah, that's it. Just Google it. Just Google Dra- it. drafthistory.com. Just just Arizona Google Cardinals. It. Yep. And Cowboys. Traylon Burks would go here. Have some fun. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> yeah. Jerry can't. Jerry can't yeah, help he himself. Would. <laughs> Jerry can't help himself. Traylon like, Burks. I was like, oh, but they need offensive. Not at all. Not at all. Now. Traylon Burks would go there. Do we dare? I think we do. I At think we're going to do it. Do we dare? I, yeah, I think we're going to do it. Um, oh, Bill's fans are going to hate us, dude. Uh, yeah, I know. Unless you want to go with Devontae Wyatt here. I think Ed Oliver's coming up in free agency. I know they signed some guys. Well, they, don't have, yeah, they don't have a lot of interior defensive linemen, I think, that are there. Not for, for the long, next right? two years. Really just this one year. They have Daquan Jones. No, 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 no. They brought back. No, no, no. They they signed Daquan Jones. I, I always think that they need interior defensive line. But they've got Ed Oliver. They signed Daquan Jones. They signed Jordan Phillips. They signed Tim Settle. They've got A.J. Epinesa. They have Greg Rousseau, signed Von Miller, have Boogie Basham, signed Shaq Lawson again. I don't – this is not a defensive line pick, I don't think. Man, none of that moved the needle for me. Right. I I, I know yeah. it doesn't move the needle, but that's so much capital invested into that. Yeah, a lot of it's short term, but and, I get it. But you're already like, okay, so Devontae Wyatt, I think he's good enough to where you could certainly play him anywhere from a nose to a three tech, but he does his best work as a three tech, right? Yep, absolutely. You can't play Ed Oliver right. anywhere else. He's too small. No. So I I don't think Devon, I don't I don't think we could pick Devontae Wyatt. It almost makes you think they would actually go Travis Jones instead of Devontae Wyatt. If they were going defensive if they were line, going D make line. a lot more sense there. Which but we are probably that, not doing here. No. No, 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 no. I think it's Brees, man. They were gonna take ETN last year. Bro, would you just go get a corner, please? Yeah, you're right. They were. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were. You're right. Sorry, Bills fans. I know you don't like it. All right, Brees Hall. Brees Hall, Hall, 25. Um, 26, Tennessee Titans. I really think Tyler Smith. Yep. Yeah, I really never do. Been, and I like it. I like it a been, lot. Never been a great... Wait, uh, Kenyon Green is still there. Oh, okay. Kenyon Green did fall a little bit here. Because we usually have him to Dallas and Traylon fell. Right. Tyler, okay. Tyler Smith I, is your guy. I know. Mm. I know. Teron had Kenyon Green in the guest mock. He did. He did. Tyler Smith did visit there as well. Mm. I think Tyler Smith's the guy that like Grable's well, gonna good look visit. at. You think, and be like, the, you think he ate the Nashville yeah. hot chicken? Or no? You think he was scared? Oh no, he could handle it. Look at the size think, of that lad, dude. He could handle it. Yeah, size don't mean anything about to handling spice. Let me true. tell you, brother. That's true. That is a very, very good point. <sighs> I'll pick whoever. Could eat more Nashville hot chicken. I'll go Tyler Smith. Okay, let's let's stick let's stick with Tyler Smith here. He he has a chance to play tackle at the next level. Kenyon Green, in my opinion, does not. No, I think the Kenyon Green is more of a yeah. He's more of an interior offensive lineman. Yeah, and I've been trying to drive the train. Tyler Smith is going earlier than people think. 
Bucks 27. Trevor, please take the floor. <laughs> this is like the worst pick to make in every John, mock draft. Uh, so John Ledyer, we had him on for the guest yeah. mock draft series, and he did a really good job outlining what he thinks their potential options are going to be. If all of these guys are on the board, which not all of them are, Dax Hill, Devontae Wyatt, Lewis Seen. Um, he mentioned Trey McBride in the tight end position as well. Yep, he did. And then some interior offensive linemen. You don't think Kenyon Green goes here, right? I don't know if he's... Let's see if he visited the Bucks because I haven't even looked this up. If I know Todd Bowles, he just loves collecting safeties. Like it's, he, he does. He just does. loves collecting safeties and does a great job developing them. So no hate to Todd. I think that... Uh, I don't think he visited the Bucks. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a good list in front of me right now. I don't think that would be a bad pick, but if we're doing a predictive mock, I think that it's much more likely for it to be like a Lewis scene. I, I do too. Let's go Lewis scene. I Let's think scene could just be Lu- a box monster. Lu- Lewis scene is, is also the exact kind of safety secondary player that I think Todd Bowles would freaking Oh, absolutely. Love. So let's go Lewis, Lewis scene at 27. Yeah. Uh, 28 for the Packers. Jermaine Johnson was the pick at 22. Pickens? I don't think Pickens goes in the first round, man. I okay, I think it's a, I think it's a sin. I think people are doing it wrong. I think he should, but I don't think he does. Well, Sky I don't Moore. think Sky Moore does. I'll say that. Mm, I, yeah, I, I don't I, think so. I feel like Sky Moore could. Okay, you like they're they're not going to take a small wide receiver. They're also, yeah. There's no way they're going to take to quote Ben Solak a small. Um, as he likes to reference guys picking players of lower size. Devontae Wyatt's still here, but we already picked the defensive lineman. Bernard Raymond is still here. I'm also not of the belief that they 100% come out of round one with a wide receiver. <laughs> no matter what everybody says. Just getting absolutely nuclear with it. Is there a... Nuclear. Kenyon Green? I think this would be Kenyon Green. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind it. I mean, or I wouldn't entirely rule out Bernard Raymond. Let's go Kenny Green. I think Kenny okay. Green's. I think Kenny Green's going to be higher on teams. Uh, he's the more plug and play guy for this for sure, offensive for line, sure. and he does. He gives you that same kind of versatility that Elgin Jenkins does. And and the oh, Packers yeah. have seen firsthand how valuable that is. And you get another player who has that kind of versatility for you. I think that's right in the Packers wheelhouse. So no wide receiver. <laughs> Sorry. Um, don't know what to tell you. You got better. You got better in both trenches, and you draft a wide receiver on uh, on day two. Packers. Yep. Twenty nine, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, you already said Pickens isn't going around one. I don't. I just don't think he's. That's, I don't think he's don't going around one. Crazy take. Andrew Booth, I think, probably could be one of these picks. Yep. And uh, do we want it? Just like David Ojabo, we we yep. consistently do that. I, I mean, think we love it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. A Jabba or Ibikati, whatever one. Mm. Do you want the guy that could play now, or do you want the guy that could be better in the future? I think they'd rather pick the guy who could be better in the future. So I, I think, think they so pick Jabba. But Ibikati is on the board. I like that you gave that a shout out. That's good. That's good there. Bengals at thirty-one. So did we? What was our back-to-back of Kansas City? We did Booth, Booth, right? Yeah. So we went Booth, Ojabo, and then a Jabba, which yeah. is. That's a good. That's a good boost for that Kansas City defense. That's nice. It's nice. Okay, so the Bengals. 
Uh, Joe Goodberry went Kyer Elam on yeah. the pod. I liked that a lot. I do I, think they need to be thinking corner long term. I think that that's also. I think, I, that's, I think that's probably the pick for me. I think so too. The only other one I could see. No, that's the one that makes the Linderbaum's most sense. Linderbaum's there, but I, I think they pick a corner over. I, I still don't think Linderbaum's going in the first round. Okay. All right. So we're going to have to with that. Kyrie Elam, let's close this thing out, dude. Uh, recent rumblings have been Sam Howell at 32 or 34 for the Lions. Oh, we are going to do teams that did not pick in the first round. Do not turn off the podcast. Do yeah, not. Yeah, I was turn a terrible host. The podcast at the top. So yes, do um, not turn off the podcast. Okay, the Lions at 32. So Jeff Risen telling us that they like their linebackers, like flipped my Lions draft world upside down. Because <laughs> uh, I don't like their linebackers, but I believe Jeff. Yeah, no, I think that they do like their linebackers. Uh, if there was a corner here, I feel like they might be tempted. Um, Brisker makes a lot of sense. Brisker does make sense for them. However, Sky you, Moore you could said, make it here. Do you hear what I said? The steam no. lately is 32-34 Sam Howell at one of those picks. Well, yeah. if you pick him at 32, you get the fifth-year option. Fifth option. Yeah. And he's not playing this year because they like Jared Goff. So right. you keep the fifth-year option. Right. Wow, Sammy Howell back in the first round. He he appeared there May of 2021, and he ends there in April of 2022. Let's do it. Good go for Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. Let's, go, let's go Sam Howell. Uh, than, as, yeah. as, uh, as Connor mentioned, we are going to get to the teams that do not have first-round picks because we love you all, and we have not done a good enough job of highlighting you guys over the last month and a half, but... Uh, We'll be better. We strive to be better. Starting, starting, starting this week, starting with the final mock draft. Chicago Bears at 39. You're going to have an offensive line need, corner need, wide receiver need. I like Bernard Raymond here consistently. Yeah, sure. If he, if he, if he makes it there, I like yeah. Bernard Raymond. I like Bernard Raymond in that spot. I think it's the right value for him. Sure. I like I that. Just, I, just, I don't really see a lot of their needs just staring them in the face here. No. I would I would love the Roger I would love a Roger McCreary pick if they want a corner because yep. I'm I'm a lot higher on Roger McCreary so I think those are options. We can yeah, go the big board show tomorrow's big board show tomorrow is going to be fun. Yes, with it us. is. It's going to be a lot of um, fun. little teaser. But I, I mean, here's the thing, Trevor. Like, are they going to give Justin Fields a shot this year? It just if you are lads, their roster. Let's do it right now. The offense is unbelievably bad. Into, I mean, I, okay, maybe that's a stretch. Maybe not unbelievably bad, especially if Fields has a good year in his own right, that he makes plays on his own. Dude, I was watching Jeremy Ruckert for my final big board and going back to last year, and I was watching some Justin Fields throws, and his kid's so talented. Yeah. This kid, this kid, he, Justin Fields is so good, man. There's just not much around him. He is so good. They have Equiminia St. Brown, so watch your mouth. They I have do Darn- like me some Darnell Mooney. They have Darnell Mooney. Their starting slot right now is By- Byron Pringle. Not ideal. Pringle. Um, Daz Newsom is also on the team. Yes, He's he fine. is. Their offensive line, Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Patrick Lucas, Dakota Dozier, Larry Borum. That's not good at all That's in any good. spot. Even if Tevin, Tevin Jenkins needs to make a massive second-year leap for this thing to have a shot. Yeah. Yikes. R- Raymond would be my pick. Yeah, let's go away. Yeah, they, something along the offensive line. Let's help Justin Fields out somehow, some way. Browns at 44, I think is the next one. I'm going to make sure. Colts at 42. Back. Oh, Colts at 42. Okay, who you got for the no. Colts at 42? Yes, Colts at 42. Colts at 42 would have been great for Raymond. They need to tackle really badly. I think they trade up or explore trading up when all is said and done. They don't get to here. 
man, it's it's ugly for them. Honestly, it's really ugly for them. They need a corner, right? They need a corner. They need another wide receiver. I don't think they take wide receiver this early. Sky Moore, dude. You think he's there at forty-two? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. George Pickens might be there. That'd be diabolical. That'd be fun. Maddie, Maddie Ice to George Pickens. I don't think they're gonna pick George Pickens. Really. I don't think so either. Because they've already got they've already got their ex. They already have Michael Pittman. Yeah. So I, I just don't. Maybe I mean maybe they would. That's why Sky Moore would be perfect for me. But you're right. I I don't I don't think he's gonna make it. So corners. It's not very pretty. Like, is Kyler Gordon going to make it to 42? Because I would like that for them. I think Kyler Gordon could make it to 42. That would be my pick. I think one of him or McCreary will be there. Yeah. So okay. whatever one you like better in that spot. Okay. All right. Okay. One of those two guys, one of those two corners. Well, have... yep. Who do you want to pick? You want to pick Kyler? You brought up Kyler. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Gordon, but they're, they're very close, as people will see on the much-hyped big board show um, tomorrow. The Cleveland Browns, I, this is, I would draft George Pickens here, 100%. Okay. I draft George Pickens a lot earlier, but I, I think this is realistic for him to potentially like go it. here. And a little bit different than what they have, right? Yeah. You know, in that wide receiver corpse. They've got Amari Cooper. They have uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. They have Anthony Schwartz. But that's it. Isn't it kind of weird that Jarvis Landry is just a free agent out there? Yeah. 29 years there's, old. There's a couple really weird free agents, but yes. I believe Monday, so today... No, 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 no. It's, it's the Monday after the draft. The Monday oh, after the draft formula? is when is when you no longer go into the comp pick formula. So there you're you going to see a lot of people get, uh, get signed after that. So 61, the San Francisco 49ers. That's the next pick here. Okay. 61. Safety. Ooh. There are a lot of Petrie's going to be gone. Brisker's going to be gone. Ooh. They need a, a somebody that can play a nickel safety role. Now, mm. obviously, the Niners draft is going to be flipped upside down if they they get picks. If they trade Debo and get picks for him. That happens this week. We'll address it on the show. That'll be a hot topic. Right, um, right, 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 right. Brian Cook. I know it seems a little early for him. He fits what they need. He's played a ton in the slot. He's played in the box. He's played free. I would circle him. And then if you get away from safety, what are you thinking for them? Offensive line, maybe? Dylan Parham? Yeah. Dylan Parham. Or, um, what's... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm looking up their depth chart to make sure that I have this correct. Okay, yeah, they, they still lost do have, Lakin. They still do have Alex Mack, but Alex Mack's old. Yeah, yeah. They lost Lakin. Like I would like Cam Jurgens here. Do you think God, he'd make Alex it here? Mack is thirty six years old? Yeah, that is wild. Do you think Cam Jurgens would make it here? Does it's going to be close, but I wouldn't do like the whole he won't be here thing on the show right the now. The biggest issue with him is that I feel like he is center specific, very, and I don't think Dylan Parham is nearly as center. No, specific. he can play guard. So let's go Dylan Parham at yep. sixty one. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that um, does make. Uh, that's a good fit. Like okay 64 denver broncos for the first time 64 Happy Russell they Wilson. need a right God, tackle so many teams that don't pick oh it's what is the their first eight? round yeah it's nuts all right so for the broncos here corner need i'm thinking right tackle mm, okay. i mean it's not pretty 
Billy Turner is their slated right tackle starter. Mm, not ideal. It's not the best. Set at wide receiver, set in the back at running back early. Defense looks pretty great on paper right now. I don't worry about them at corner right now. Okay. You think right tackle? I think I think you need to get a right tackle in there. I would say Daniel Falele. Ooh. Huge. That's the one. I know the rankings are all over the place on him. You will right. hear tomorrow. Trev and I see okay. eye to eye on big old Godzilla looking Daniel Falele. Don't Six make many 10. of them that big. Okay, we'll, they, go they Daniel, we'll go we'll go Daniel Falele there. 86 to the Raiders is the next we're one. Just, we we're just here. soaring down this draft. 86. Yeah, 86. A long way. Speaking man. of needing a tackle. God, who, yeah. What, what Abraham Lucas is in this territory. I guess. Yeah. I know, it doesn't jack you up. I know. I, I understand. But if you're gonna take a chance on one, him, I yep. like Max Mitchell, but I don't. I don't know if the NFL is gonna take him nearly this high. Yep, might be a smidge early for Max. Um, Gadicki's a guard at the next level, not a tackle. Right. Which they might still need. They need help on the offensive line. That's it's big right now for me. So unless Leather okay, so if Leatherwood plays right tackle and Colton Miller plays left, left. I would take Godicky here to play guard. All right. I like him. Cool with me. Cool. That works. Right. That works. I mean, we're we're talking about complete hypotheticals at eighty six. So yeah, I think that's a decent target for them. There okay. and then the other two that we have, one oh two is the first Dolphins pick, and then one oh four is the first Rams pick. I would go Cole Strange or Zach Tom for the Dolphins here. I mean, if Cole Strange is there. I don't think he will be, actually. I think he's going to be an early third-round pick after his RAS was like almost a 10. Insane. Right, right. I don't think he's going to be there, but he's a great target. You You like Zach Tom is here? Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is the the area for him. Okay. My vote would be Zach Tom, but I would like to hear hear some Trevor uh, Finn's up thoughts in this spot let me look at their depth chart i never really do a lot of okay they got the wide receiver figured out obviously they got preston williams jalen waddle terry kale so Dick wilson yeah they traded Devonte parker so they weren't like they weren't they starving certainly for receivers. need offensive line here but well oh, it's not good. i mean like again like i'd pick max mitchell if he's there this okay. is probably much more around the range that you can take a risk on him now he gives you more athleticism than like a Liam Eikenberg does, and you maybe get uh, to do what uh, you want to do with Eikenberg and probably put him at guard. So my only counter is, and I hate to be like the fucking oh, I can't believe I just did that. The numbers guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. We'll have to beep that out for sorry, people sorry, driving with kids. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh Max Mitchell's RAS might deter them. They are such a like we need the best athletes in our scheme. What was his RAS? Line. Was it that four nine seven? That's not good. I, it doesn't look like that on tape. I agree no, with what you said. No, it doesn't. I agree with what you said. That eight oh nine three cone is um Yikes. Yeah. It's, it's not his own it's not his own offensive lineman. And I know some people listening to this that, you know, might not love analytics as much as everyone else are like, Well, who cares? It, it's what teams do with thresholds. Yeah. So Yeah. I, I like the idea, Trevor. I really do. I just it's my one I think he's thing more I wonder than that, but I think, I think that's so a too. good that's a good that's a good note. So we'll pick him. We'll go Max Mitchell there, but maybe maybe they'll eliminate him off their board. I don't know. Los Angeles Rams at one final one, right? Yep. Yep. One oh four, last one. I hope the Rams just take whoever the the most exciting player on the board here is. And what I mean by that is just do something like 
like the fastest wide receiver on the board, which would probably be SMU's Danny Gray or something. I know that people are laughing, probably thinking of the uh, 2-2 Atwell pick. It's yeah, it different not, than that. That one didn't really work out, did it? What are the Rams' like true needs right now? Like where you're like, ugh. They probably need another pass rusher, right, when they didn't get Vaughn back? Yeah, I mean, they have Terrell Lewis from last year. Uh, I think Odell's going to go back there. I don't worry about wide receiver with this team. Okay. All right. The offensive line, they lost Whitworth to retirement. You're, just, you're not getting a plug-and-play lineman at pick 104. You're absolutely not. I think they could use linebacker. Like I think I know they obviously have Bobby Wagner, but you can get a starter at that position here. Hmm. What linebacker are you picking though? Who's left? Let me look at the rankings. Let's see. Let's look at the rankings. All the Georgia guys are going to be gone in the top 100. I think it's safe to say. Probably. Yeah. I think Troy Anderson would still be here. You think he's going? No, he'll be gone. I did not love Troy Anderson. Uh, hot and cold film. You're betting on the athlete, which yeah, I get at the position. A lot. You're betting on the athlete a lot. You are really I mean, been... speaking of betting uh, on here's, the athlete. Here's who I like in this spot for them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State. I did not watch him. You, Dude, you, you, got, so you gotta, you if gotta you can sell sneak me on one, If you could sneak one more player in before uh -huh. the draft. Okay. This dude, he's like 5'11", and he just bangs in the middle of the field. Takes on contact. Never gets lost in the traffic. Great tackler. Great instincts. Good enough athlete in the middle. Malcolm Rodriguez is going to be one of these like third round picks that just starts for ten years. Honestly, look, it's pick one hundred and four. You could ba you could basically just, convince me on. I've just been at this point. badgering it's pick, Trevor it's, for it's, random it's, players. It's pick one hundred and four for the reigning Super Bowl champs. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams fans out there will be passionate about this pick, which I respect. Okay, well, now they they're going to go look up a tape on your boy, which now I also yeah, have to do in the next 72 awesome. hours before we get to uh, night one of the NFL draft. All right, he folks. is awesome. Here it is, the final predictive mock draft. We included you guys who don't have first-round picks. Give you a little love. Give you a little shout-out there for some, uh, for some suggestions. Obviously, we talked through a lot. We talked through a lot of what could be with player selections, players who are prioritized, positions that are prioritized, potential trades, even though we weren't doing any here. Um, I think there's just a lot to go over, man. Connor, you've said this so many times before, and I agree with you. It it might just turn into the wild, wild west on Thursday, man. Oh, we, we forget might, it. We could get, if, even if you get one or two picks that are like, whoa, in the top 10, whole first round's off the rails. Whole first round's off the rails. And I think that we're going to, we're going to have a good time, my guy, reacting to what is going to be revealed, what these teams have on their big boards. It's going to be unbelievable. I always – you run on adrenaline this week unlike any other. Like, obviously, Trevor and I will be doing live shows for the draft, but after that, in the wee hours of the night, we'll be doing the recap. So oh, geez. when you guys go to sleep, what is it, like the Homer Simpson meme of him smiling with the hat on? Like, you can wake up and you'll have <laughs> stock exchange right in your, on your phone ready to go for the morning to carry you all the way to the day two of the NFL draft. So it's – Dude, it's going to be amazing. I, yep. It's so much to unpack. Like, we're going to sit down and be like, where do we start? Like, no, where do we... That's the best part, man. That's like, always the best part. I mean, probably the Panthers. Or <laughs> I usually like to start on a really positive, like, this team killed it. They're going to be yeah. awesome in two years. But, I mean, I'm I am excited to see what how the Panthers navigate this crazy road. A million teams picking twice. This is unlike any draft we've done. Yep. yep. Dude, can't wait.
Yeah. Dude, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be a blast. And everybody who knows the schedule of this show, we have shows that come yes. out on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Well, yes. it's draft week, which means you're getting shows on Monday, which is this one, Tuesday, which is the big board show, which tomorrow Connor and I are gonna talk about our top 100 big boards, and we're gonna go, well, Connor's got a lot more than I have that he was able to get uh, narrowed down to, what is it, top 300? You got 300 guys? 315 is where I stopped. Yeah, okay. Really so we're, happy, dude. We're going to go over a lot of the big board stuff tomorrow. I'll talk about our player rankings, who we prioritize, who we think is going to be good in the league. Thursday is we're kind of leaving it up in the air. Uh, it, it might be, honestly, I, I, we might open it up for it to be a Q&A. Like, have you guys yeah. ask us draft questions the morning of the draft, and we might just fire off some takes that way. Maybe then, Debo course, will get traded. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe DK will get traded. Maybe AJ Brown will get, get traded. traded. Maybe Tom Brady will own the Dolphins finally. Oh, my God. Um, and then after that, you'll have a pot on Friday morning recapping night yes. one, Saturday morning recapping night two, and Sunday morning recapping day three of the NFL draft. So it is a jam-packed week. We are almost going daily podcasts, but it's because it's the most wonderful time of the year. It is draft week. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. We've got so much more great content for you throughout the week. We'll see you on Tuesday.